0: morning, ain't it a beautiful morning outside, especially if you're gardening here in the south. Hey y'all, I'm Horticulturist Felder Rushing and you've tuned in to Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Garden Party. And we call it the Gestalt Gardener. My host is an awesome Java Chapman. Happy New Year, folks. For the next hour or so, we're going to be talking about gardening. Uh, as my Aunt name used to say, them as can grow, will grow. She's talking about plants that will pretty well grow themselves. Well, I'm here to help you see if we can get a little bit more out of it than just growing Sticking stuff in the dirt and taking it from there For the next hour or so it's live we got some cheesy music coming up uh, If you want to give us a call, it's toll free We'll give the number several times The main thing is, brand new year There's stuff blooming out in our gardens in the south We're going to be talking about those And For the next hour, just yakking about gardening If you know it all or you don't know much at all Let's share We're going to take a quick break and come out with the gestalt gardener Right after this Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. And again, Happy New Year. I hope it's going to be a great one for everybody. It's a weird one as usual, but they're all weird, aren't they? So we're going to try to make a little sense out of it by just going out in the yard and knocking around. I'm Horticulturist Felder Rush, and again, me and Java Chapman are going to be bringing this garden party to everybody. We don't care if you even could be in your bathrobe. Doesn't matter to us. You can be out feeding the birds. We're going to be talking about gardening. Uh, There's a lot of things going on. We're going to talk about those, but uh, before we jump in there, let me ask Java something. Java, uh, before I left, uh, before we left for the holidays, gave you a handful of bulbs. You got them things growing.
2: Yeah, and I just had um had my wife Crystal send me a picture because I wanted to show you how how far they've uh, grown. And I just want to say thank you for that. I know you gave it to me with intentions for the kids to kind of get involved, but you know they could they they could care less. <laughs> well, you know, and it could be the kid in you, Sir John. Yeah, I now that's that's what you have. You spark <laughs> you sparked a little interest in me because. With these, uh, with the bulbs you gave me, I didn't have to do anything. I yeah. just put them in some water, and I just let them get some sunshine. Every once in a while, I don't. It's, this is no maintenance.
0: Yeah, well, they, and they call they call paper whites. We're we'll going to be talking about that in in just a few minutes because I've got some growing myself. Paper whites are the earliest blooming perennial we have. A whole bunch. Matter of fact, let me just jump right into that. Uh, and this week in the garden, first my bad news. I hate to start off the the new year some bad news, but. Uh, I had two really nice heads of broccoli I planted up about three months ago, and they were big. They were big as my head. They're ready to harvest, but I decided to wait uh, till till this week because I went on a little little trip this past week down to South Florida visiting Botanic Gardens. Anyway, when I came in to cut them last night, they were seriously off. They weren't flowering, and they looked okay in the dark. But when I brought them in, they had little brown buds sprinkling in uh, in amongst the green, and they Thank. I don't know what the problem was. Anyway, three months of babying those things gone to waste. Luckily, I got a compost pile and uh, luckily there's some little side heads coming along. So I'm going to get some more, a little bit quickly, but I am gonna start off the new year with some uh, a garden failure. <laughs> Oops. That happens, folks. I do have some fat flower buds on my hellebores by uh, some people call Linton Roses. Got some different varieties of that. And Flowering Quince is kicking today with red flowers. Camellias are in bloom. And uh, there's all sorts of stuff. On top of that, I got some early winter metal wildflowers. I got paperwhites in first full bloom. Uh, paperwhites, a type of daffodil, Narcissus tazetta. They're the first of the year. My, my first to bloom is a true paperwhite called Narcissus papyraceus. Paper white. It's the earliest. It's got pure white flowers and tiny white uh, cups. Mine are in full bloom, but they started with a handful of flowers on Christmas, and they're fragrant. So let me see. That's uh, two weeks they've been blooming now. Uh, there's some others to follow, but these are the most precious because they're the first. They're early paper whites, and they grow just for us. They typically freeze just a little further north. Get up in Tennessee, have a hard time with paper whites. Uh, and my last daffodil is going to be the twin sisters. Uh, they've been grown since the uh, late 1500s. George Washington grew it flowers for us in April or may, but uh my, meanwhile, my paper whites are kicking they're fragrant they're cheerful, and you throw them in with some uh, in a vase with some berries of nandina, maybe a camellia flower uh throw in. A couple of magnolia leaves for evergreen, and you got some serious, serious flowers in the yard and in the vase here in the middle of the winter. Deep South Garden, my, my. Uh, Picking up uh, interest for uh, a little steam for interest in something I'm going to be promoting this year. There's not a chance in uh, anytime soon, but sooner or later, we're probably going to have a new flag here in Mississippi, and I'm promoting a flag that's got. A magnolia flower on it. If you're interested in that at all, uh, go to uh, go online. Remember this magnoliaflowerflag.org. magnoliaflowerflag. flag. We got some things coming up uh t- today, some events coming in. If you want to give us a call though, it's toll free one 877 mpb ring uh let's start out right now by going to uh to melanie and i is this i can't i can't see my bifocus not tell me where she's from where are you from melanie
3: i am from mobile county okay as some people would say
0: lower eastern alabama
3: yes well (laughs) i have a suggestion or a request maybe would be a better word um i wish you would do a show where everybody called in and shared the best gardening tip anyone ever gave them.
0: Ah, that's a good one. That's a that's a that's a really good one. A, you know, it, because it, that's something I could ask. Just well, let me ask you this: What's the best gardening tip anybody ever gave you?
3: Well, years ago, somebody told me I was complaining I didn't have to, enough time to work in my garden because I worked, and he said, "Well, if you're going to have a good garden, you have to do something in it every day." Mm. And I. Yeah, right. But yeah. I've found that if you just walk around your garden, you know, maybe you pull a little clump of weeds there, or you cut off a little branch there that's getting too low, or so, you know, just if you just have your secateurs in your hand and you're walking around and the tree limb drags the top of your head, you just reach up and cut it off. You know.
0: Hey, you know, that's a lot of You know, I say if you can't do it with a cup of coffee or a beer in your hand, it ain't it's, it ain't fun.
3: But I do have a question. Okay. So I have this camellia. I thought when I bought it, it was uh, Sasanqua, mm-hmm. but they bloom early. But this one is, it It has the smaller leaves like the Sasanquas. Mm-hmm. It's the most beautiful pink. It's almost the same pink as a pink perfection, but it's not pink perfection. And I just wondered if you, I mean, how do you tell, you know, I mean, is it by the time they bloom? I mean, my, my, my. Uh, Japonica, Camellia japonicas have been blooming, you know, since yeah. before Christmas. This one is still in tight buds.
0: Yeah. Well, for, first of all, there are early-blooming Sasanquas, mid-season and late-blooming Sasanquas. Okay. There's early, mid and late-season Camellia japonicas. Okay, I guess. And uh, so, you know, in, in, in Jackson right now, my, uh, my Sasanquas, I've got one, uh, it's a real popular one that's's uh, been in full bloom for a month and a half it's still got buds on it, and this is Sasanqua and the japonicas uh, some of them started oh two or three four weeks ago, even in central Mississippi so in the mobile where they all do well it 's not unusual to have some uh, a lot of overlap in general. The Sasanqua's is going to have smaller leaves, somewhat smaller flowers, but typically smaller leaves and uh, you can sort of look at them you can probably tell more across the street for the Sasanqua or japonica because you know Sasanqua just you know just just daintier somehow. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And, that you
0: know, that's the best oh. way. But there are a lot of Sasanquas that bloom late and Japonicas that bloom early and overlap. The
3: about the Japonicas? Do they, Are they just naturally too heavy for their stems or am I not giving some. them enough fertilizer
0: no, or something? No, so, some of them are. Some some of them, it's really unusual, Melanie, how some of the flowers on the Japonicas, the flowers are so big, they'll actually shed off the plant while they're still in full bloom. A lot of times right. there are entire flowers on the ground beneath them. That's the variety.
3: Okay, you know, if they right. plenty well I just <laughs> wondered if there was something I could do about that other than just pick them and take them in the house and enjoy them. <laughs> yeah,
0: they float, float them in a bowl, that's right. That's and, what I and, do. And while you're out walking around, notice how they got honeybees on them even on a cold winter day.
3: I know, well my garden never shuts down, I mean it's it's a lot prettier, you know, other times of the year, but it's still, it's always got something going on and you know when I hear a how to attract wildlife to your garden. My thought is, how do you keep some
0: of it out? <laughs> there you go. Well, listen, just walk around and shake a stick at them. That's what you do. Anyway, Melanie, great suggestion, and I uh, appreciate your call. Happy New Year. All right, and now let's go down to uh, to uh, Copiah County, Mississippi, Shelly Batista. Hey, Shelly, good morning.
4: Hey, Felder, how are you today? Fine,
0: Happy New Year. How are you?
4: Happy New Year. I'm good, I'm good. Listen, I, I failed to email you about our event next week, so I wanted to call in and let you know.
0: Okay. This is this is in uh, Crystal Springs.
4: It's it's in Crystal <laughs> Springs, Goldman, actually. It's the Capaya County Master Gardeners. Yep. Tuesday the 15th at 6 o'clock. Our topic is Art in the Garden with Larry Strayer of the Craft, Craftsman's Guild of Mississippi. Larry's
0: fun. He's a lot of fun.
4: I know. I love his Facebook page, the Junkyard Crafts. Yep. So he's going to talk all about art and crafts in the garden. He's got a lot of really cool ideas, and it's going to be at the Capaya County Extension Service, which is a quarter mile west of I-55 at exit 65.
0: 65, and this says Gallman, doesn't it?
4: It does, yeah. Yeah, It does.
0: Okay. Also,
4: Also, we have a new Master Gardener class starting on January 21st. If anyone is interested, it, and it's going it, to be at the extension service too.
0: There you go. Well, listen, Shelly, appreciate it, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll hit it again before we go.
4: All right, sounds great. Thanks, Felder.
0: Right, oh, let me ask you this: What's the best yeah. gardening tip uh, you've anybody's ever given you?
4: The best gardening tip anyone's ever given me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Use natural compost. Composting is probably the best tip. I ever received and it's what I have been telling people for years.
0: Now, do do you mean like and a compost you gotta turn and aerate and all like that or just throw stuff no. back behind shrubs?
4: No. Just pile it wherever.
0: <laughs> There's two yeah. rules for A whole books written on compost and shelter ain't but two rules. Stop throwing that stuff away and pile right. it up somewhere.
4: Right, right, that's right. Okay, Stop. well happy
0: new year lady.
4: Happy New Year. Thanks, Felder. Have a good day.
0: You bet. Okay, that was Shelley Batista. She's with the Kapai County Master Gardeners. This Galvin, Mississippi, just south of Crystal Springs. And, again, this coming Tuesday night at 6 o'clock, they have a thing called Art and Garden. Larry is a great, great junkyard artist. I'm Horticulturist Felder Rushing. This is the Gestalt Gardener here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. By the way, I put my paper whites... Uh, in, instead of some gravel, which I didn't have, I put them in some Mardi Gras beads, rolled up some Mardi Gras beads in a vase, put them in there, put just enough water to touch the bottom of the bulb within a week. They're three inches tall. They're going to be blooming in two weeks. Paper whites are so easy to, to get kids or folks who can't get out and about or don't feel like getting out and about. Paper whites going to cost you $75. Cents a buck apiece. One of them, three of them, whatever. They're easy to bring some real-life gardening indoors this time of year. We're going to take a quick break and come back with more of the Gestalt Gardener here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Me and Java going to take a break and look at his flowers from pictures his wife sent him.
1: MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting for more information.
0: Okay, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's to Rushing. Let's go up to, to the Delta to Cleveland. Hey, Charlotte, good morning. How are you? morning. I'm
5: fine. Hope y'all are doing fine. Good. I wanted to share an idea uh, for anyone who wants to be in uh, doing volunteer work in gardening out I- For about three years, I have taken care of the indoor plants at my mother's nursing home. And there is a good option for people to take care of outdoor plants at nursing homes and assisted living. And it just brings a lot of joy to residents to have indoor plants and to get to see well-cared-for outdoor plants.
0: That is a Uh, great idea.
5: once, Once a week, I trim leaves and water and... I fertilize as needed, and if a plant gets to ailing, I'll take it home and repot it or something. And it's just very fulfilling for uh, a gardener who might be interested in doing that.
0: And that's and, and it does it doesn't take any time. You don't even have to know that much about gardening to 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 do some of it. Just to and it brings a lot of joy to people's lives.
5: And also the residents who never who are bound to their rooms. Some of them like to have a plant in their room, and when uh, you make water rounds, just run in there and take care of theirs also, and it's just a lot of fun.
0: That's a great, great idea. What a great way to start the new year, too, with that kind of sentiment. Thank you. so, Charlotte, let me ask you this. Are you from the Delta? I grew
5: up at Drew down the road from Y'all's Winery, and I, I've been in Cleveland 11 years.
0: Okay. Well, you know, this is uh, it, it's so funny because – you know, I'm a retired horticulture, university assistant professor, blah, 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 all these books and stuff, and I enter all over there. But nobody ever tells the most telling thing about my attitude is that I flunked out of Moorhead. You know what that means?
5: I graduated at (laughs) Moorhead. You
0: you don't flunk out of Mississippi Delta Junior College for being dumb because they work with you. You flunk out for having a bad attitude, not going to class. But I learned my lesson. I straightened up. So anyway, welcome back uh, to to the Delta for me. Anyway, thank you. What a great idea, Charlotte. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. Okay, folks. Our number is toll-free, 877 ring. You know, give us a call. We've got some lines open right now. There are some things going on right now, some upcoming events. And uh, One of them, I wish I could have mentioned it last week, but we were on holiday and I uh, didn't get a chance, but I'm going to be doing my annual home fruit seminar. It's a free seminar. It's a, a workshop where uh, I talk about all different kinds of fruits that grow well here, the different varieties of each one that do best, uh, the, how to avoid or control problems, how to prune, how to plant, and actually showing which Demonstrations with each of these. It's indoors. It's free. It's going to start at 9 o'clock on Saturday. And it's at a, a garden center called Hutto's, uh, which is in Jackson. It's off of Ellis Avenue, about a block north of uh, Interstate 20. Uh, Hutto's. Starting at nine o'clock is free. It's indoors, got plenty of seating. Gonna have all different kinds of fruits, and I'm gonna be showing and telling and uh, talking about pruning and different varieties and all that kind of stuff. It's free, uh, and if it's raining, it's gonna still be indoors. So we're gonna have a lot of fun. Hope you can make it. If for some reason you can't make it, or if, or, or in the case of Saturday the rebroadcast, if it's too late, uh, be sure to shoot me an email because I've got a, a nice little brochure on home fruit for Mississippi. It works for Alabama and Louisiana. Arkansas too um, but it's things that do well here for us that make good yard plants and, when you, and they always produce something either flowers uh, or fruit that you can eat so that'll be real easy but if you want to shoot me an email for this uh, this uh, PDF thing I've got I'll send it right to you and that's, the email is garden at mpbonline.org. But anyway, I hope to see some of y'all uh, starting at 9 o'clock at Dose on Saturday morning. Also, there's a beekeeping class, a free beekeeping class this weekend. Uh, it's going to be at 2 o'clock at a Mississippi uh, Gulf Coast Community College in the Gaucher Campus. Um, it's going to be uh, starting at 2 o'clock, Mississippi. Gulf Coast Community College in Gaucher, down on the coast, starting at 2 o'clock. If you have some more things, uh, um, it's a community service effort. Um, Also, coming up in a couple of weeks, January 27th, there's going to be a workshop on how to grow roses in Jackson. It's going to be free. It's put on by the uh, the, um, Mississippi... I can't remember the whole name of the Mississippi Old Garden Rose society really it's not a stuffy society it's for real gardeners who grow really tough landscape shrubs that have roses on them, how to prune them and propagate them and all like that but that's going to be twenty seventh we've got plenty of time to talk about that. Give us a call at toll free one eight seven seven m p b ring uh let 's go to uh, up to Memphis and talk to Chainsaw Kate. Hey, Kate, how are you this morning?
6: <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't resist telling her that you had given me the name Chainsaw Kate.
0: Yes, ma'am, as we say. <laughs>
6: um, I have two or three questions. Um, one is um, we, I have this darn spreading lirio, you know, the tall uh, kind. Right. But it's confined to a, a, an area where it is really confined. Right. I, on my lawn. It came from underneath some shrubs that were there when we moved here. I've lived here 42 years, so I've been battling it
0: for
6: 42 years. But anyway, uh, I want to poison it and try to get rid of it because it's just trying to cause trouble. When when will be the best time to poison it and? Is Roundup
0: okay? Well, you know, I, I hate to poison a perfectly good plant when there may be some master gardens like to dig it up and uh, sell it at their plant sale. But uh, to answer your question... Oh, no, not let, the spreading Okay, 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 so hang on, on, hang on, The bunching is Kay, okay, but the Kay, Lord I, knows... Okay. I ain't, ain't going to argue with you because you got a chainsaw, okay? <laughs> but anyway, to answer your question, in the summertime when the new growth comes up, the only thing that's going to be safe for the other plants around there is going to be round up that's the only thing yeah. i can recommend and uh and i i really rec- like not to recommend anything but that will do it but you need to wait till the new growth comes up and kind of toughens up a little bit in the late spring.
6: Yeah. Well, it's confined. It's yeah. not where you'll get into anything right. else. Right, right. And uh, so I'd, I really want to get rid of it. If it was behind, underneath well, some shrubs okay. when, we, when we moved here 42 years ago. Well, let's, my let's husband, get... To, let's, my husband pulled up, the big old shrubs up with, the, with his truck. Yes, and ma'am. That's when we found out what was under it. <laughs>
0: well, listen, we got some other callers. So what's your other questions?
6: Uh, oh, um... That darn spiderwort, I'm battling it. I did not know that it comes up again in the fall. It's I a, have a confined area. Can I go ahead and poison it now also?
0: This is not a good time to poison anything unless you're trying to kill wildflowers out in the lawn. We, we need to wait till things have got active new growth on. That's the way to do it. You know, when they're actively growing, they've got new growth that's kind of tender, on uh, a nice warm day, that's the best time to do that. So I oh. I, I, I wouldn't oh, you, do it that.
6: You made me? The other day when you mentioned Union Church, that's where I grew up for nine <laughs> well,
0: years. Well, listen, we get we got scoop. We got another caller on the line, but uh, Ch- uh, Kate, appreciate your call, and if you could find a way in your heart to share that monkey grass, let's do that. Let's go now to Linda. She's from Port Gibson. Hey, Linda.
7: Hey, good Linda morning from Port Gibson. Howdy. I have a question. Uh, I keep buying um, aloe vera plants,
3: mm-hmm.
7: and I. I bring them in the
0: house, and you know, I water them about once a week. Oh, that's too much. Okay, that's a it, it's a succulent. It, it 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 can you can water it a lot if you've got it in you know really good well drained potting soil that dries out real fast. But it'll rot real quick if you keep it too wet, real quick, because it's a succulent like a cactus. Yes,
7: yeah. so that's what happens. Yes,
0: yeah, um, uh, what I do is it's I'd let it, I'd let it, I'd let it get dry before you soak it. So, okay, well, whew, I don't know what the connection was. There got a little sparkly thing there. Anyway, you know, give us a call, toll free one eight seven seven mpb ring uh, We've got plenty of stuff to talk about. I want to uh, mention again, though, uh, if you're anywhere near Jackson, this, this fruit seminar, usually I do it in February, but I'm going to be out and about that weekend. So we're doing a little early this week. Uh, it's going to be a home fruit seminar tomorrow, which is January the, what, the 12th, I think, something like that. I don't know what tomorrow is. Might be January the twelfth. Anyway, Saturday starting at nine o'clock. It's a free, everything you need and want to know, and then some about choosing good varieties, good types, and how to plant and prune fruit plants for the landscape if you want to have an orchard uh i can help with that too but this really aimed towards people who want to have a few plants around the yard that look nice all the time and part of the year has a fruit on them if you have some questions about it shoot me an email garden at org. hey java you want to do that che- cheesy music right now uh, let me let me ask you first uh you into ska music
2: yeah, I am because I uh, I like reggae. So, you know, it was sky, then reggae, you well, know. Well, this is, this is the brilliant
0: Brazilian band. And uh, the past week I've been uh, touring botanical gardens down in South Florida. I mean, all over South Florida and seen a lot of stuff. But stayed in a Cuban uh, uh, hotel, eating a lot of Cuban music, and I just got that that reggae. But anyway, this is a uh, not Cuban, it's Brazilian band called Los Fabuloso Cadillac. And I want to play this in honor people. It's a stretch who grow fruit in their yard.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: Welcome back, folks. Horticulture's failed to rushing. Ah, It's a brand new year, folks, and it's a nice Sunday. Funky weekend, I think, a little bit of rain coming up. But, you know, I just got back from spending a little bit of time down in South Florida, flew into Sarasota, and I drove down to uh, Miami, to uh, down to Key West, visit the Botanical Garden folks there. They've uh, had a real nice little nature preserve there. A lot of people go to Key West and think it's all about just drinking and taking pictures by the southernmost point in the continental United States. But really, really cool landscape stuff. Uh, Sleeping at night under a chef that most people grow as a potted plant in the corner of their, their room, Chef Lara, that I can't put my arms around the trunk. And uh reaches uh, up to the third story of this, this old, old hotel I stayed at. Uh, anyway, saw a whole lot of tropical things. Uh, several weeks ago, I got a call from a fellow who moved up uh, to Mississippi from South Florida. I wanted to know what he could do in his garden to keep that tropical feeling. And I'm, I'm actually working on a column, maybe a blog about that. And mostly it's just a matter of having some colorful stuff with big, bold foliage. And you could do that even in the wintertime here. I know it's not bold foliage, but the Nandinas with the red berries, and they, they get uh, red or bronze foliage in the winter sunshine, you put your fatsy a plant out there, maybe an Cuba. Fancy's got great big dinner plate sized leaves, bigger than dinner plates, and acuba has got broad leaves like a magnolia or splashes of yellow. And then you put two or three pots out there with some of the tropical plants. The Hawaiian tea plant that I don't know what color it is. its is is fuchsia colored. It's more red than anything. Uh, you throw a couple of those out there, drag them in if it's going to get down below 35, and you can have a real, and, and also put uh, some kind of a colorful wall hanging thing out there. Anything that creates that, that a colorful, big, bold uh, effect, and you can have a slice of the tropics in your own backyard, even as far north as Tennessee. Heck, even in, in New York City, you can do that. Anyway, we've got the lines open right now. If you want to give me a call and chat about stuff, it's toll free one eight seven seven M P B ring. The number uh, it's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. I can remember eight seven seven M P B ring a whole lot easier. And we got the lines right open. you to know, give us a call this this uh first broadcast of the new year. We're gonna be talking about nothing but gardening every Friday and Saturday here on MPB. Uh we have all sorts of uh of locally produced programs from everything from from auto repair to home repair to cooking to medical stuff, uh, finances, computer stuff, you name it. We got a program here Monday through Friday here on MPB Ring. Again, the toll free number one eight seven seven MPB Ring. Uh, one of the things I've, I I have a picture of that I show a lot uh, in my presentations around the the country is that here in the Deep South, Lower South, Mid South, Coastal South. We can have colors and flowers the first weekend in January. Right now I've got a collection here. Uh, I brought in some paper white Narcissus, Narcissus papyrusus. They're, they're real fragrant little white flowers. I've got uh, berries of Nandina domestica. I've got a nice little cluster of the little dwarf magnolia called Little Jim Magnolia. Nice greenery. Uh, I've got a camellia uh, flower, big pink one. And I've got some, it's kind of a... I don't know what color, salmon red, I guess, of the flowering quince. These are the shrubs and the perennials that are blooming in my garden today. And it can get down to freezing tonight, and they'll still be blooming. So we can have that kind of stuff. You don't have to go to the tropics to have that. And not only that, but even the little wildflowers out in the lawn, the early clovers, the henbit, the dandelions, if you notice when the weather gets up about 50 or more, there's honeybees, there's little butterflies out there in the middle of the winter. And without those kind of plants, they'd have nothing. So it's up to help us to help a ball out if you want to control winter weeds, if springtime drives you nuts in March and April, uh you got so many weeds in in your yard you don 't know what to do. If you want to control those, this is the time you know if you wait they 're harder to kill. Um, is without hurting your grass. So if you have stickers and clover and henbit and garlic and onions and all those wonderful winter meadow wildflowers that the honeybees and fly if you just don't like them, can't stand them this is the time to control them if you use any of those sprays that they have for broadleaf weeds that'll control them your grass is nearly dormant or dormant and it won't hurt your grass the weeds are smaller they're easier to control right now so if you call me in march or april i'm going to say nothing you can do just mow them and that'll pretty well take care of them but uh i i'm going to say you should have paid attention back in january And that's what I'm doing right now. Hey, let's go to uh, Madison to talk with John. Hey, John, good morning, sir.
2: Hey, how are you doing?
0: Fine, what's up?
2: Uh, I have
1: a pretty good winter garden this year. got my kale and all the greens and stuff. And and actually, this year, I've got uh, Brussels sprouts, and I've never gotten them this far. I figured they'd been dead long by now. (laughs) They
0: should have been, yeah.
1: (laughs) What I do with them, they, they look like little balls of cabbage right now, but... They're not, there's no sign of them shooting
0: up like you see in the grocery store or whatever. So. Well, yeah, they they like to grow as well in the grocery because those are grown in a cooler climates. Uh, what what they don't like here is hot weather, of course, but they also don't like freezing weather. That slows them down. So you know, it's sort of iffy. If you could give them just a little bit of liquid fertilizer, just a little bit, then that'll spur them on a little bit. In, in other words, don't don't push them with a whole bunch, but just give them a, a light shot. And uh, that'll that'll make them swell up as much as they're going to. But you're you're right. It's not the best time. If we have a freeze, then I'd go in and harvest them. I mean, they're just little cabbages. You could eat them raw if you wanted to.
1: Well they gonna spike up though like you see in the grocery stores, or should what? I just grab the the one little ball and... no they've if
0: they're starting to make those little balls and then that 's all it is, also keep in mind commercial growers you know they they grow 'em uh in a, like I say a lot it's sort of like celery. you can grow celery here, but it 's really hard to pull off because it doesn 't like cool weather it doesn 't like hot weather, and we have both even even the, the winter time, so you can get a little fertilizer and see if you can get what you can out of them this year okay, all right, thanks, good luck on it. Um, Okay, and I'm going to continue talking to another guy named John, but this is Lamar County. Hey, John, good morning.
1: Uh, Good morning, Felder. What's up? Uh, I wanted to mention to you uh, uh, my mother's two favorite flowers and her biggest pet peeve. Okay. Uh, Okay. Uh, Before Christmas on one of your shows, you were talking about a plant that you had found some cuttings where they had been clearing it out. Mm-hmm. And you took them home and uh, rooted them.
0: Yeah, that's the an angel uh, trumpet.
1: It's a uh, Brugmansia is right. the, the actual name. But uh, it uh, is also called the Datura tree. Well, actually, uh, Datura
0: is different. Datura and Brugmansia are closely related, but Datura flowers are white and they go upwards. But the Brugmansia the, is that one that hangs flowers
1: down. flowers are white and purple. Sometimes they're purple. Oh, that's right. have they, they, they face upwards. And the brugmansia that you call a wedding bell, hang. I mean that you call the uh, tru- angel trumpet. Yeah. hangs straight down. Yeah, and because of that, those are called wedding bells. Huh. Because they hang uh, along that line. Now I have seen them called angel trumpets. Well, see, angel trumpet. Is,
0: you know, when we call it common name, this is a folk name for anything that looks like a trumpet.
1: Right, but I mean, uh, because the datura blossoms face up, yeah, they're the ones that are called the trumpets, the yeah. white ones are called angel trumpets, and the purple ones yeah. are called the devils, and
0: trumpets. this is this is your mother's favorite flower
1: it's my mo- they were my mother's two favorite flowers she loved the uh yellow and the white uh wedding bells, yeah, and then she liked uh she never had the the purple devil's trumpets, but she loved the. Uh, angel trumpet, yeah, well, uh, trumpet. It's which are the Daturas. Well, that's great. Now, what was it? What was her Bush.
0: What was her pet peeve?
1: Calling them, calling the wedding bells, angel trumpet.
0: <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I was raised by a mother that you don't correct, but you know, the truth is, I, these common or folk names. There are so many different plants called trumpet. Because of mm-hmm. the shape sure. of the cloud. Those are folk names. Well, their folk names look identical, except yeah. for the that, they that's, face. That's the reason the horticulturists, you know, stick with the, with the Latin names, brogmancia and uh, daturas, you know, that's the reason you stick with those kind of things because the, the, the folk names can change from, and sooner or later you're going to honk somebody's mama off if you caught the wrong thing.
1: Uh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, we absolutely, appreciate, yeah. appreciate you guys. Your well, mama's still with us? No, she's not. Okay. Well, I hope you hugged her while you could. I appreciate your call, John. Thank okay. you so much.
1: Thank
0: you. Bye. Okay. Now we're going to, uh, I think it's, I can't remember, Madison. Is this uh, Jimmy? Ah, uh,
7: Yes.
0: What? How you pronounce your name?
7: My name sounds like Chin.
0: Chin. Okay.
7: It's uh, Chinny.
0: Chinny, Okay.
7: Chinny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have two questions this morning. Uh, one is my yard is full with weeds. I can see when any day feels a little bit hotter, I can see the weeds are already sprouting. So there are clover, there are I can name all of those, but it is full with weeds. Um, so tell me, what can I do to prevent?
0: Okay, so so her her lawn has got a lot of weeds in it, right?
7: Yes. Yes, okay. that is one. Okay. And I have another question, um, that is, um, how to uh, let me let me put it. Like I have some rose bushes, uh-huh. but the rose bushes are not growing that well. Yeah. So, tell me, what can I do about that?
0: Okay, let's let's take them, uh, uh, uh The first one first. Uh, the weeds that are in the lawn are there because the lawn isn't very thick. You know, I, I, t- I tell people all the time, the number one control for weeds is to take care of your lawn in the summer so it's real thick, it'll shade out and crowd out a lot of the weeds. So weeds are a symptom that this summer, she needs to raise her lawnmower so it mows high. A lot of people cut grass too close and it gets thin and the weeds come up. So if you'll raise the lawnmower so it cuts higher, then that alone will keep a lot of the weeds from coming back next year. In the short run, um, if you spray for weeds right now, uh, it can kill a lot of them, but more are going to come back in the bare spaces. So, so spraying is sort of a temporary fix. There are some sprays you can use for, lawn, for, for weeds in the lawn this time of year. Uh, I would, would urge you to not use that stuff they call weed and feed. This combination of fertilizer and weed killers, they don't work well at all. They're real popular, and they're good sales, but they don't work well. So use a liquid spray that's for for winter weeds. And uh, if you'll do that sometime in the next two or three weeks or so, that'll control them pretty much for the rest of the year. But we need to raise a lawnmower up so that this summer the grass gets nice and thick and you won't have as many weeds next year
7: any brand name you can say or I, I, who, what I don't,
0: the composition there there are a lot of brands in be, be, uh, I, I don't keep track of them cuz it like different brands of of tomato sauce or ketchup or whatever I, or jellies uh but if you go to a garden center you want something if it says it'll control dandelions
2: or uh-huh. clover
0: it'll control uh-huh. most of the weeds so so it, okay. so try okay. that now okay. Uh, As far as the roses, what rose growers, and and I grow several roses myself, sometime this month or next, if you'll cut the roses down to about knee-high, about two feet tall, it sounds kind of strange, but pruning the roses back really hard in the wintertime sort of gives them a, a more vigorous start in the spring. This is what almost all rose growers cut them back to, oh, a foot and a half or two feet tall in the wintertime. And uh, then sometime in the spring, they give them just a little bit of fertilizer, a little bit of fertilizer at all. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, uh, Cheney, are the roses in the sun or in in the shade?
7: Uh, Some are in the shade.
0: Okay. Some are in the
7: sun.
0: They need to be in the sun. They're not going to bloom well at all in the the shade. So those that are blooming in the sun, I'd prune them back. Sometime in spring, give them a little fertilizer, just a handful of fertilizer. And those okay. who are in the shade, you might want to think about cutting them back and then mo- sometime over the next few weeks and move them to a sunnier spot before they start sprouting in the spring. That'll give them a better chance. Okay,
7: sounds good. Thank you so much. Okay,
0: sir. now if you have any, any questions, email me anytime. It's garden at mpbonline.org. I'll be glad to help you Right, righty, now let's go to uh, Hibbett in Jackson. Good morning, sir. Hibbett, how are you?
5: Good morning, Felder. Uh, two quick questions. My wife wants to keep the amaryllis that we got for Christmas. Is that possible, or should we compost them? And then the other question is, we have a beautiful hibiscus that she wants me to make cuttings of for, for this coming summer. Uh, uh, how, how do I go about doing that?
0: Well, uh, I answer them backwards the hibiscus is this the one with the slick leaves and the kind of big, pretty flowers? Yes, okay, they're tropical plants they normally grow year round, so as long as it's got some new growth on it that's you know not too tender, you can root them just about any time if you've got uh, moist potting soil uh uh Take cuttings, oh, four or five, six inches long, moist potting soil, but put a plastic bag or a cut the bottom off a cola bottle or something to slip over it like a miniature greenhouse to keep the humidity high because humidity indoors is real low and plants need humidity to, uh, and warmth to, to really grow well. So try that. Good. Um, now, as far as the amaryllis, a lot of the really pretty amaryllis are great, big, colorful kinds. They're borderline hardy. They they grow okay further south, but they'll do all right here if you put them in a place where uh, they don't stay too wet. And uh, what I would do right now, they've got leaves. I'll keep them in the pots um. Oh heck, I wouldn't do that. I'd got I got dug some amarillos a couple of weeks ago. I'm letting them dry. Just cut the leaves off and stick them out in a place where they get some sun this spring, and let's see what happens. But make sure they don't stay too wet.
1: Okay. Great advice. Joe,
0: go ahead, go Happy ahead. New Year. Yeah. Go ahead and cut the leaves back, though, Hibbet, because otherwise they go flop over anyway.
5: Okay. Thank Appreciate you very
0: much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, one eight seven seven MPB ring give us a call. There's a few things going on right now. Uh, coming up in a uh, next week is going to be, excuse me, two weeks. It's going to be a how to grow roses workshop. It's a free public workshop on how to grow roses. Speakers with topics from where to buy, what what roses do well in our area, how to plant, fertilize, prune, propagate. Um, it's put on. It's going to be at the Pearl Community Center on Old Brandon Road in Pearl, Mississippi. Uh, they're going to do some pruning at the historic Greenwood Cemetery downtown Jackson, but that's in February. We've got plenty of time to talk about that. Uh, this weekend, Beekeepers Association of Mississippi Gulf Coast going to have a free uh, program on beekeeping. It's going to start at 2 o'clock at the Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College Campus, Gauchet. Um And also I'm going to do a free home fruit seminar at Hutto's Garden Center in Jackson starting at 9 o'clock. We're going to take a real quick break, come back with your phone calls right after
2: this. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor from fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app.
0: All right folks welcome back Horticultures Felder Rush. By the way, if you have an event you'd like me to help promote on this, shoot me an email sometime before the program is uh, toll-free uh, it's a toll-free email garden at mpBonline.org Love to promote them got to find out about them ahead of time hey let's go to let's talk to let's, let's go to um, I'm not sure is this Geneve in Madison uh, yes, this is Genevieve Genevieve howdy Howdy what's up?
4: I have some, I planted some irises a couple of years ago, uh-huh. and they bloomed real pretty last year. I yeah.
5: was told that if they get too thick, they won't bloom. I was just- trying
0: to figure out how, if I should pull some of them out. Okay, you know, and it's really odd, uh, Genevieve, because I, I really, you know, being a horticulture written all these books, I know a lot of facts that I wish I didn't know, and the truth is, you don't have to know much about much of anything, but irises have one of the few rules I know of, and that's don't cover them up with mulch. You know, that that rhizome, that ropey-looking rhizome needs to be baking in the sun. So uh, as long as—and you know, they'll bloom in the crowd. I've seen irises are real, real thick. Uh, mm. Every few years, you know, it's good to divide them, give them a little elbow room for the new growth to have a room to grow. But as long as they, they look pretty good last year, I wouldn't worry so much about it. Pull the mulch back, though, because they, they, they tend—the flower bud, you know, if you, if, if you think—you know, if you're making a fish like you're threatening somebody, uh, the, the two— you know, your 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 ring finger and index finger are going to be leaf buds, but that middle finger is going to be the flower bud, and it can rot real easy, or snails or slugs can chew on it. So, main thing is pull the mulch back so that they're baking in the sun, and let's see what happens. And just every few years, just dig them up and spread them around.
7: Okay, thank you. I love your show. I appreciate it. Where,
0: where you? From, how long you been here in Mississippi?
7: Um, like about six years.
0: Okay. Has it been strange the gardening and all that?
7: I
4: don't know, a little bit, but it uh, came
0: from Arizona, so Arizona, different. where? Uh,
4: Tucson
0: and Phoenix. Ooh, love that. You know, the Phoenix, the the uh, the, the uh, desert botanical garden there is terrific, but the little botanical garden in Tucson is one of the sweetest in the country. Oh, yeah,
4: I love them both, for yeah. sure. They're so, so interesting and so different than here.
0: It is different, but there are some things that will grow there, believe it or not, that uniquely uh, uh, desert Arizona that will also grow here so shoot me an email I speak Arizona
6: okay shoot me an email anytime Genevieve all right thank you you
0: bet okay let's go to Pat now up in Greenville oops yes Greenville hey Pat good morning
5: Hi, Felder. Good morning to you, too, and Happy New Year. Thank
0: you. Thank you. What's up?
5: I have a Japanese maple that's in my backyard, and I need to move it. Um, Workers need to get back there with a truck to cut some trees down. Yeah. And this Japanese maple's been in the ground about 10 years.
0: Ouch. That's going to be hard to do. Hard to do. Uh, you could do it, but uh, the problem is, and I, I worked at a garden center over in Indianola, dig, growing and digging and moving trees. And if you break the root ball, the plant will die. Problem is, you can only get a root ball that's about as big around as what you can put your arms around. See, so what you need to do is go out for the trunk, about a foot or foot and a half, and cut straight down all the way around, severing severing the roots all the way around, and then use that to undercut the tree all the way around. In other words, cut all the roots straight down and underneath before you ever pick it up, and uh, and, and then you can lift it up, you know, like rolling a towel or something up under. If you've ever changed a bed with somebody in it, uh, you, you can figure that one out. In other words, don't grab it by the trunk or the root ball. Lift it up with using some kind of, of a burlap or towel or something like that to try to keep from breaking that root ball. Okay, and how... Deep? Do I need to go? Uh, The 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 roots, you know, in the delta, you're not going. When you you can sue most of the roots within six inches, shovel deep. What I do is I dig straight down all the way around, then I make a second cut outside that one, and I've done this many many times, and then dig the dirt out, sort of like standing up in a in a a, a a trench, so you can get up under it easier with the cutting all the way around. Okay. And uh, if you want to shoot me an email, I can explain it a little bit better. But the other thing is you're going to need to compensate. All the roots that feed those leaves are going to be way out from the trunk and you're leaving those behind. So it's going to be real important to thin out some of the top. Cut some limbs off and then cut some branches off the limbs that are left to to reduce that that canopy. It's going to be real important this summer.
5: Fantastic.
0: Shoot me an email. I'll do that. Okay, Pat. Appreciate it.
5: Thank you so
0: much. All right, let's go down to Natchez. Hey Lee, good morning. Morning, Felder. Thank what? you for taking my call. Sure, what's up?
3: Well, I have uh, I had a someone crashed into a hundred year old crepe myrtle on Ooh. my property Ouch. and it took out one of the large trunks. Yeah. Uh, when it happened, it left a large divot down into the root yeah. and some sticking up. Yeah. So I wanted to know how to repair that damage so that the tree will survive well. Mm-hmm. I don't want water to get there. I'm going to cut it to where the jaggy parts that are up. Off of it, and I don't know what to do down into the root.
0: That, that's that's all you can do. That's all you can do. Luckily, crepe myrtles are more of a shrub than a tree, and they can tolerate a lot of damage, a whole lot, and they recover pretty well. But other than making a, a clean cut. Get rid of the ragged stuff. That's about all you can do. There's the pruning paints and you know, all those kind of wound treatments, they are pure cosmetic. And keep in mind, I taught this course the tree surgery course in Mississippi State. They're pure cosmetic. So, all you can do is make as clean a cut as you possibly can and let's see what happens. You know, maybe put you so, a, put you a, a ground cover be, over beside it so you don't have to look at it and think about it all the time.
3: Okay, okay so water down into the root won't be a problem as far as rot.
0: You can cut crepe myrtles off flush with the ground and and turn them into a bowl, and they're going to sprout around, sprout out around that. They're real, real good at recovering. But there's nothing else you can do about it. Seriously.
3: All right, thank you, Felder. Okay. I appreciate your
7: you, uh, your in, uh, advice on that. Thank you know, you.
0: You, you you can have some people at the botan, you know, at, at some of the historic thing. When you put concrete in, no, you can't. Just cut it off and plant you something around it so it don't bother you. All right, that's thank the, you very that's much. That's tr- You bet, Lee. Appreciate it. Huh, we got a bunch of phone calls today, sir Java. We got a whole bunch of them. You paper your wife sent a picture of it. The thing's got flowers
2: on the top of it. Yeah, I told you I like them because it's just no maintenance. All I did was put them in the water, and you gave me the suggestion about having something to anchor them down. Because you see how those little roots come out the bottom, and they would have pushed it right out. Because I didn't know anything about that, so I went to the Dollar Tree, got those little decorative rocks. <laughs> and I mean, hey, I just put water in it when I see the water getting low. That's all yeah. I do. I, I, I rummaged around the top of my desk and found some mardi Gras bees and
0: put mine in there. But the main thing, it's just something with the roots of tangle. Now, something you did, I did different than you. You put water in there, and yours are blooming. Uh, they're about over a foot tall, foot 15 inches tall, might have going to bloom at about 6 or 8 inches because I put some alcohol in the water. And people people here were telling me about
2: that. It yeah. kind of stunts its growth a little bit.
0: It does. They bloom the same time. The flowers are the same. Everything is identical, except they bloom at 6 or 8 inches tall. It doesn't take much. You can kill them with alcohol. It's like one part rubbing alcohol with 10 parts water. But that's what I started to do. Of course my, my, my little cabin smells like a brewery right now. Yeah, I
2: thought you said rubbing alcohol. I thought you were talking maybe some vodka or some <laughs> Well yeah, if if you got it <laughs> But anyway, that little alcohol and paper white trick
0: it's real real easy. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, just Google it. Cornell University Research. The the Gestalt Gardener is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting folks. We call it Think Radio. My producer, the laidyback for hard working Java Chapman. Uh, I've been your host, I'm gonna be Think of you this uh, all this weekend, as Aunt Mamie used to say about her plants: them that can grow will grow. Glad I could help take it a step further. Main thing is that if you see the day is a new opportunity. Give it another chance. Give it a go. Go to a garden center, farmers market. Stop telling your kids to go outside. Take them outside. Take them to a garden center, farmers market, a field trip, and show them how to do what we do best, and that's get dirty. See y'all next week. We'll